Namaste, family. Welcome to Subtle Storm. My name is Sky, and thank you for showing up for yourself today for another episode. When you were little, did your parents ever tell you that the word hate is a strong word? I remember that I was always told this by my parents, um, and I never, like, I never got context as to why it was a strong word or why it was a bad word or a word that I shouldn't use, and it wasn't until I grew up and kind of recognized the power that lie behind words, but not even considering the subconscious or rational mind process in there where, you know, we intake that information mentally, I think that it's more a symbol of, you know, once you once you say that word, I mean, obviously, it, the basis of it is that words are very powerful. But in a more general sense, I think that claiming hatred in that way, so if you say, well, I hate this, it leaves no room for love. And I think what our parents were really trying to say is that we should find compassion and love within whatever we are projecting hatred or dislike onto. I think that it's a really strong argument. Not even argument, but, you know, thing to teach somebody. But what doesn't make sense to me in my life is, you know, why didn't I get the the context behind it? Not even why, but I think that it would have made the the awareness of it more meaningful and more like, oh, okay, I understand now. But when you're a kid and you you hear these things, you kind of internalize them and then you might, might revolt on them because you don't understand why. Nobody gives you an explanation. And we're not going to get into parental distributions of words and actions and forums in that way. But we are, I do want to talk about the concept of love because I think... For me in this time period, as of right now, I keep going through these kind of phases where I have an abundance of compassion to give to the world, to give to myself, to give to everyone around me, to nature, to everything. And then sometimes I kind of go into phases of judgment and um, maybe lack of self-confidence, but it doesn't, it's not an obvious lack of self-confidence. It's more of, like, a insecure, kind of confused way. That's the energy that it comes off as, but for me mentally in those, in those specific time periods, I feel, I don't notice it until I give myself time to reflect, because a lot of that comes with a period of maybe anxiety or, difficulty in life and and then as a result of that then I feel more disconnected from myself than leading to a sense of insecurity which I am capable of retracting and taking a hold of which I do but that observation is keen in the awareness of my personal journey right now which is what I'm going to share and I think that this journey for me has shown me a lot with love because I've recognized within myself that the more 
that I feel those types of ways, the less love that I'm allowing in, just like how if you were to say, oh, I hate this thing, or I use that word where I'm not allowing love in, it's not that I am claiming the hatred necessarily, subconsciously, maybe, again, like the power of words and that aspect, but I'm really just blocking off the feeling of love or the feeling of compassion or the feeling of like towards something. And even if you don't actually hate it, you're still cutting off, you're making like a kind of a gate there to which somebody needs a lock to open it, but you threw away the key, you know? So I think... I think this is an important visual to recognize when we use that language and also within our daily lives. Uh, and maybe it just is for me, who knows? You know, this information does not have to pertain to you, of course. But I've noticed that even in general, like let's let's take a more broad and, and zen kind of imagery of this. You know, I, I, well, let's first focus on the humanity behind it. So... Even recently, I've talked to, I've had a couple different conversations with people that have kind of sparked these like, oh, these aha moments in my, in my consciousness. And one of them recently was a conversation that I had with someone about the concept of judgment. And they had told me that, you know, they feel like the judgment that they carry with people or that they occasionally have or notice within themselves, which they catch and they're aware of that they have and they don't follow through with it or really base any notions on it, but they do have that feeling of judgment. They they told me that they feel like it's inevitable, and I apologize if you did not want this information shared, um, but they, they told me that they felt like that feeling or that, that judgment is inevitable within humanity. They told me that they believe that, um, that we are, we by nature are judgmental. And I respected completely the argument because I can understand where that comes from and where, where that might make sense. It, it makes logical sense to say, you know, that's part of our nature with, I mean, in any sense, any emotion in that, in that way is definitely part of our nature. You know, we are humans experiencing different emotions and, all of these things. But when you say that it's inevitable, especially when it comes to emotions, I, my level of consciousness or my ego, whatever you want to call it, wants to disagree. And I think that that's because we have such conscious control of our minds when we, when we really want to. Like, if you think about it scientifically, we really only use like 10 to 50% of our brain. No, I think it's 10. We only use 10% of our brain. If we think that we aren't capable of honing in and controlling those emotions that cause us suffering, then then we're not even using 10%. You know, we could be using maybe 7 or 8. I don't think there's specific studies on that. But if you think about it logically, it does make sense scientifically. But in any words, I, I think that in general, we, we, we do have the capability. Obviously, like I said, we, we have the capability to completely change our thought process. And when it comes to this context, I think we, we don't even necessarily need to be in a higher consciousness or anything to step into a field of love, to step into a, an awareness of love. I think a lot of the things that 
you know, people may say spiritual, quote-unquote, people practice or those types of things. They really are, they don't have to be connected to spirituality or connected to higher consciousness necessarily. If you want to live fully within this realm, which you should, and that's, we'll get into this because it's paradoxical completely. A lot of the things that that we talk about are paradoxical when you when you think about it. But if you want to live completely and fully in humanity specifically not in the present maybe just humanity as a whole then it would make sense to say that regardless you are capable of being fully and completely happy and blissful and that doesn't have to come with a religious autonomy or a spiritual or a higher consciousness and we'll even talk about this higher consciousness doesn't necessarily mean you feel divine or that you feel above humanity it just means that you are you have those kinds of levels of awarenesses but that also might not be a spiritual practice for some people anyway that's a whole different topic on its own but those levels of bliss and and the and those those feelings of compassion and being loved don't have to be connected to that is what i'm saying but i think that when we talk about love and being love, it's really just being accepting. And I think a big portion of being love and embracing love is to be accepting. And that's really what unconditional love is. It's love without conditions. And those conditions are things that you can't accept or that you can't accept if it's unconditional. But a lot of the times, this is another thing, within the societies that we live in a lot of the times, we want to assign personalities to people and we want to assign egos, obviously egos, personalities to ourselves and others. So therefore we judge our own personality. Therefore we want to predispose or judge other people's personalities and not just fully accept that as a part of them being human because part of being human is to have that ego you know we wouldn't be able to really survive in the world without ego i mean unless you're in an ashram or um, in a monastery it's it's quite difficult to live in in a society as that kind of being but or without an ego um so an ego is helpful i think that it is it is important within the realm of humanities that we live within but, you know, we, we see that within people because we have it within ourselves. You know, we, we grow up reading books and then, we, or let's say, for example, we grow up reading comic books. We grow up and then we're like, oh, well, I used to read comic books, so I'm a, I'm a nerd now <laughs> or something like that. It's the best example I can come up with right now. Um, but that's part of our ego. If you if you carry that on, let's say, you know, somebody's looking for a partner and they really don't like comic books, they might not like you or want to date you necessarily because you like comic books, even though they feel really connected to you as a person and your energy. Whereas if you're full of love and compassion and kindness, if you feel that connection with somebody, even though they might have a difference within one aspect of their ego, you still don't connect through their ego. You connect through your your body, through your energy, through the spirit. I always say in this specific scenario, you should fall in love with somebody's spirit and not their personality or who they are on the outside because that changes. And if you 
fall in love with somebody or, or you you date somebody to which you're attracted to their maybe they're just their body maybe just their personality necessarily then over time when they change and you change you might grow apart from each other because you were never connected on the internal areas that you should be or maybe not maybe in that time that's what was meant for you but and for a higher lasting relationship or a more meaningful relationship in so many different ways, I think it's more important to look for that and to not base things off of the the personalities that we create based off, off of our society because that's not really who we are. We can love and appreciate that and accept it wherever it might be, however it might change, and that's the difference. And that's a really horrible example, <laughs> just the comic books, but it does explain the basis of it, you know, and not, it doesn't even have to be in romantic relationships. Like, um, when doing parental healing, which is something I'll definitely get into at some point, when doing parental healing, it's really important, or at least some, this is from my perspective, it might be different for some people, but it's been really important for me to, to see first my parents on the outside as who they are, who they've become, what they've grown to be, how they've grown, and accept it. However it may differ, however it may be uncomfortable for me, or maybe not aligning for me or my childhood, that's who they are, that's who they've become, that's what the, the society and their experiences have made them, and what they have chosen to become. But their energy, their internals, their who they are, the connection that we have based off of them being part of my genetics is more profound than the personality that they have that might differ from mine or might contradict mine in certain ways. That truly doesn't matter. It matters when we're communicating. It matters in ways when we... Uh, anything. It, ma it matters on this physical realm, but to lead with that love, and that, that's, that's kind of describing what love really is, and, you know, I'm talking about, you know, being accepting of the spirit and all these things, but being accepting of the personality that they have, the, the traits that they have at this present moment, and then at the next present moment, accepting exactly where they are, and having love for who they are, and, and everything right now, and then, then, and the now, then, and then this now, then, and then this now, is to live in love, to live in compassion, to when somebody does something to you or for you that might not act like, okay, for example, like if somebody goes out of, let's say somebody goes out of their, their way to do something for you, but you've had a really, really bad day and they might have not actually done something that you would want them to do or something that you actually enjoy, but they still did it. You know, maybe you've had a rough day and you feel eager and ang angry in some ways. Instead of acting out of frustration, which is a lower frequency, I would say, in a reaction standpoint, instead of, well, this goes on the basis of reacting and being mindful in general, but if we are mindful, we can still be, have those emotions behind it. So mindfulness is saying, okay, I have these emotions, 
and I'm recognizing how I feel, but I'm also expressing it and letting you know this is how I feel. So if you are being just simply mindful, you could say, I appreciate you doing this, but it's kind of bothering me. And I don't know why, and I will work on it, and I'm going to look at it. Which you can still do regardless, but being full of love, overflowing with love and compassion is saying, wow, I really love this person for doing this for me, even though, especially on a day that I'm not feeling great or not having the best day, they did this and they went out of their way and they put energy into it and I love them for it. Even though I don't want it, even though it doesn't serve me, I still love them for this and I still love this. And you might think that that's just being positive or optimistic or kind to them or respectful, but really if you feel the love and the gratitude, it also does come down to gratitude, but if you really feel the love within your heart, and you give that to them, then they're not, it's just going to be so much better of an energetic exchange. But this is not the, the the keen example. This is in general. You know, if you go into a grocery store, for another example, and instead of, maybe instead of is not the best examples. Let's say that you just treat the cashier with utter and complete kindness and love even though you don't know them, you have no idea who these people are, who this person is, if it's two people bagging and then and scanning, you know, <laughs> but whoever they are, whoever it is, you know, you treat them with all of the love and utmost respect that you possibly can, even though you have no idea who they are or what they mean, showing them love and maybe making their day 10 times better and brighter and allowing them to take the love that you gave them and pour it into somebody else, starting a chain reaction. And you can consider this to be kindness, whatever, but in the end, kindness is is out of love. Kindness is love. Um, And even for me in my personal journey, a lot of people may find this triggering, um, and I apologize, but I think I do meditation sometimes where I think about my whole body filling up with love. And then it goes into my sp- my immediate space right outside my body, then into my home or whatever area of nature or whatever I'm in. And then it goes into my little town, my city, the places that I go to most often. And then it goes into the state. And then it goes into the country and the whole world and the galaxies, the multiverses, everything. But within that, I when I'm visualizing in my head where it goes through, like for example, when I'm going through my town, I see people, I don't see people's faces, but I see energy bodies, I guess you could say. Um, but but when I do see it, I see the situations that, that these these people are in in my mind. And sometimes I'll see jail cells and I will give love to people who are in jail for doing heinous crimes. <laughs> and that is why I said it may be triggering. But I think that those people deserve love too. I think that everyone deserves any ounce of love that they can possibly get. Because who knows? We're, we really are all just humans living a human experience and having human relations and and interpersonal connections and and all of these things, you know, some people may be on a beaten path and I know it's triggering for a lot of people. At a point, I would have been very triggered by that and, and reactive to be like, oh my god, people are horrible, you can't do that. But 
you know, there are people in the world for everything. And if you give them a little bit of love and acceptance, then I think that 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 changes the world and it changes your perception. It really only hurts yourself to give energy or hate or um, grudge grudges towards people who who wronged you. I think to, to give them love is more empowering for you, especially maybe don't do it for them, do it for you. And I think that's why I visualize um, jail cells so frequently or things of that nature. Like I'll visualize people in mental hospitals. Obviously they need a lot of love. Um, you know, all, all, and people on their deathbed, all these things, all these things that these people that need love and or maybe they don't need love, but it, it helps me to feel the energy of love, to give that kind of love, that complete unconditional love. And I, in my daily life, I really try to, at least now, I mean, I've always been quite conscious of being love and giving it, but sometimes, you know, our humanity gets in the way of us. And that's okay as well. If sometimes you don't have the capacity to be love completely, that's okay. Or if you don't feel like you have the capacity to be completely compassionate, that's okay too, you know. But first, make sure you're giving that to yourself, you know. Love starts within. And you can't you can't give it out unless you have it within. And I always say that, you know, and any, any type of journey always starts within, especially when it comes to self-love. And, yeah. Yeah. I think the the biggest thing to take away is that regardless of the personality that we portray or that we have based off of our experiences, which I think is completely fascinating, especially being a human, having all these different types of personalities and different, at least in Western society and Eastern, in Eastern society, it's a little bit different. Um, in certain aspects, it's more roles than personalities, but it still exists. But in the realm of, of the ego that we put forward in any sense, because every human, I would say, have some sense of an ego. And to understand that that ego is not who we are, necessarily. We are the ego, but we are not it at the same time. We are that on this physical plane, but truly we can overcome that. Not even overcome, but we can we can elevate past it in that way. But it's not necessarily a must. We can still feel this this love and unconditional acceptance without that. But I think to recognize, to have a more, an easier time with becoming love and having that type of acceptance is to know that we are all from the same root, right? We're all humans having a human experience, but we're also just, like, if you think about you for a second, you are moving your body all around, you know, you're talking, you're, you're having these thoughts come into your mind, out through your mouth, and interpreting other people's thoughts back in. You're this kind of, like, consciousness within this body that's interacting and navigating. Navigating is such a keen word when we talk about humanity, I think, that, you know, we are navigating this world, and so is every single other person you meet. No matter how much somebody may have figured out in their life, and I know a lot of, I was just talking about this with some, one of the persons that I, or people that I mentioned earlier, I was talking about how some people feel that they are lower than somebody else or that they're higher than somebody else when, when in reality, no matter where you are in life in general, you are always 
navigating because there's no possible way for us to understand the full complexities of this existence. That's why there's there's movies like The Matrix. We don't know and we're curious, but we're all curious together. We're all navigating this life together. And if you disconnect from the comparative mind of personality and, and things of that nature and step into love, you will see that more fully. Or even stepping into love, you can allow yourself to try and be more mindful, more conscious that of that fact that we're all just navigating and to to recognize that before you start to compare. And if you need to break down that mindset, that's the way to do it. But you don't have to do that. You do exactly what you please and what you wish and you are you have so many more blessings upon the life that you have no matter where you are. And love is always going to be a part of it in some way, shape, or form, no matter, literally no matter where you are, you could feel the most alone that you've ever felt in your entire life, but somebody out there loves you completely and unconditionally, no matter what. Even if it's some random person across the entire globe who is meditating, like I said earlier, on giving that love to the entire universe, they're giving it to you. And that person those people, because there are multiple people, no matter what you think, if there are or not, there are people in this world meditating right now, giving love to you, or just wishing love upon all beings, and you are included in that being, and you are able to give that love right back out into your space, and with that, I want to say that I love you so much, (laughs) unconditionally, wherever you are in your path and in your journey, I love you, and the world loves you, the universe loves you, and so does Ram Dass. So I'm going to read a little bit from his Be Here Now. What a great segue that was. All right. Here we go. You meet another person, and there are qualities in that personality which offend you, and there are qualities which attract you. Some qualities seduce you, some qualities repeal you, some qualities sexually excite you, some qualities revolt you, some qualities interest you, some qualities fascinate you, some qualities bore you. It's only when you can see through all that veil, through all your own desires, beyond Sita, walking in the path that you can see beyond all of that to where the other being is, just is. You will do that when you've gone inside to see where you are, beyond the things in you which attract you and seduce you and excite you and repeal you. The journey across the great ocean of existence is a journey inward, ever and deeper and deeper and deeper, and the deeper you get and the more you meet the truth. I just think it is absolutely insane how every single time that I have had an episode, when I flip to that page, it's always something correlating with the episode. And if if that isn't just karma, I, I don't know what is. But that really explains, <laughs> it ties everything together that I was talking about. You have to see within you that beauty and that pure consciousness to see it in other people and to love it and accept it exactly where it is. Namaste.